Hey everyone. Welcome to the Squad Pod. Here's your host, my dad, Troy Dog. All right, people, welcome to another episode of the Squad Pod. As always, it's your host, Troy Dog here, CEO of Vermoto.com. And I'm tired of talking to myself. I sit in this room and I talk to myself every week. This is like, I think this is episode 23, which is kind of fitting because I'm bringing in a co host today with me. It's Rock River Yamaha. He's number 23 next year. He's a Troy Dog elite athlete. It's Grant Harlan. What's up, dude? What's up, Troy? How you been? I'm doing all right, man. I'm getting better with the intros. Yeah, the intro is way better than the last time I was here. Yeah. Well, that was like episode three, so we're, we're getting there. Yeah, I mean, 20 episodes do a lot for a guy. <laughs> it does. I've seen some stuff. But, um... I just want to get you on, try something new, because this news segment that I have every week, it's just me talking, and I get I get tired of talking to myself, so I'm just going to bounce some stuff off of you and go from there. All right, let's see what we can come up with. Yeah. So first of all, let's do a little hard dog update. How you been? Oh, you know, just uh, recovering from this, this injury we uh, we got at MXON. Um, so far, so good, as far as I know. We see the doctor this Thursday. Um, or I don't know when this comes out, but, uh, November 2nd anyway, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we get some good news and we can start getting back after here pretty soon. Yeah. So you told me that you didn't, you got put under, but you didn't have surgery, but then you said it was too long to, to tell me over text. So what actually happened? Yeah. So basically they, they, they put me under, you know, as if they were going to operate, um, and they, from what they told me, they were looking at my hip under x-ray to see if there was any stability issues with the joint. Um, so if like, you know, with moving my leg around, however they, they do it, um, if, you know, my socket, you know, moved in the joint any with the, the movement or the pressure or whatever they did, um, they would, you know, fix it. But if there was no movement, if the joint was solid, like, you know, there, there would be no issues of, you know, damaging the bone over time or, um, dislocation or anything like that with, with what I do. And, um, I mean, I guess just day to day life, right. Mm -hmm. Um, they would, you know, let it heal on its own and and not operate on it, which is what they chose to do. So, um, it's interesting and I'm hoping it, you know, works out, but you know, we'll see only time will tell. So right now you don't really know much. You're just kind of rehabbing and, and going from there. Yeah, not even much rehab. It's basically just no weight bearing until until they give me the go ahead. So, um, it's honestly kind of boring. What have you been doing? Do what have you been doing? Nothing. Just sitting, sitting there by yourself, and yeah, basically, man, just hanging around, hanging around at the house, and um, going out to eat. Basically, been the excitement of my last few weeks. Are you on crutches? Yeah, so I'm on crutches. Um, I can sit up. I can drive. I just can't put any weight down on my leg. Okay. So as far as the way you feel, um, time will tell. Um, when do you expect that you can get back on a bike? Like, is that like a lot of months out of the way, or? What, what um. So I guess this injury is like a, you know, eight to twelve week deal. Um. I'm kind of hoping for 12, or not 12, 8, sorry, yeah. 12 sucks, um, which would kind of put me starting rehab around this first week of December and then um, hopefully get back on the bike January sometime once, you know, strength and everything gets built back up. And then I think, you know, if all of that goes according to plan, which, you know, it never really does, but we're, mm-hmm. we're going to shoot for it anyway. Um, hoping to be back for Phoenix. Phoenix or Arlington, depending. Oh, wow. Okay, that's sooner than I thought, so that's good news. Yeah, me too. I thought I was, you know, kind of in one of those, like, miss half of Supercross with the injury and then, you know, maybe make it for the last couple. But, um, yeah, like I said, if everything goes according to plan, you know, that's kind of what I'm shooting for. Yeah. No, that's a better update than I thought. That's good. Um, yeah, just you got to stay, you know, 
I don't even know. Like, I'm sure you can can do some kind of. I guess you can't. You can't do any cardio. You can't do anything until a certain point. So I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's some stuff I could be doing, but um, I want to, you know, see the doctor first and kind of, you know, talk to him about about everything, get a little bit more knowledge on what I'm dealing with before I start start doing stuff. You know? Yeah. That's right. I didn't really get to talk to him much the day of the, you know, they put me under, Mm -hmm. and. You know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of info on, on, you know, what I can and can't do. So mm-hmm. we're just taking it easy. We're, we're in our ear. Hey, at least you're at home and not in a French hospital. Yeah, dude, that was a nightmare. Yeah, it sounded like horrible. And I, what, what country did I say you were in? I was completely out uh, of. Italy? Was it Italy? <laughs> it was Italy. My bad. Was, you were somewhere over there. Just, yeah, just, in Europe, they're all the same. It's all the same. Um, no, it's good. Good. Glad to hear that. That's the recovery's a little ahead of schedule. But um, man, we I did the uh, drawing last week. I was very proud of myself. I got everybody that uh, contributed to your fire fundraiser. Yep. And put everyone on a list. Put a number by them, depending on how much money they spent. Did a random num- number generator. It was an elite number generator. And yep. picked some winners. So I sent you the list, of course. And you are frantically, you're like Santa Claus right now. Pack, or I guess the elves just packing everybody's presents right now. Yep. Just uh, just waiting to get some number plates made up. Because, you know, don't really have 10 number plates lying around these days. But, um, you know, we're working on it. Hopefully get everything sent out next week sometime. Oh, nice. That's cool. Are they number twenty three number plates? Um, maybe. Okay. You know, we might might have some graphics lying around with the seventy eight. So, um, just need to to figure out and see what what would be the best option there. Really, I want to be hands on this year. I want to pick your number twenty three font. Is that possible? Um, I don't see why not. Because that I would... don't have any graphics up yet. So, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, can slide some suggestions. Yeah, I want to be a part of that. That'd be legit. Because look, man, it's number 23, and you have to be creative with it. You can't just, you're in the 20s. That's legit. Yeah. We're, yeah, we need something cool. We're branding. We need something cool. Yeah. Like the the, so, Michael, the Michael Jordan thing's been done. We need to do something different. Yeah. I mean, if I was winning every weekend, you know, maybe we could go Michael Jordan. But, you know, you can't really go Michael Jordan if you're not winning, right? Let's go Denny Stevenson, 91. Was he number 23 in 91? I think it was 91. Yeah. I think it was. All right. Was, we'll, we'll, invest, we'll investigate that. Maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll do some with old Evo. Just the old, the old stick on numbers, you know? Just nothing crazy. Mailbox numbers? Mailbox numbers, yes. Okay. All right, let's do that. Um, all right, next, next order of business on the news. Uh, World Mini's coming up. The Verbmoto World Mini GP. Have you ever raced World Mini? I did back in oh, it was either oh seven, oh eight, or oh nine. I can't remember to be honest. Um, honestly, the only memories I have of that place is really windy, really dusty, and I threw up on the line before a moto. Why? Um, I think I had like a stomach bug or. Or something like that. Oh, okay. So I wasn't feeling hot, but those are my biggest memories of you know the original world mini. So this this is mes- this is mesquite. So you race at the uh, the old one? Yeah. Honestly, don't even. I wasn't in Vegas or something. Yeah. It was originally. Yeah. Well, new place should be better. Be yeah. better. Racing will be good. You know, Vermoto is putting it on, so, you know, it can't be bad, really. Less throw up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do that too much these days. <laughs> you do. You puked a lot. Yeah, oh. we, we don't we don't talk about Arlington. Okay, we won't. I thought we there was another talk. race you did, too, but maybe it was, it was the week leading up to it. <laughs> I had, like, two meals from Monday to Saturday, and then... Had one of my best races of the year, so. 
Who knows? Yeah, that was when I said we should puke more and then we'd do better. Maybe that's the key. That's the key. Well, anyway, we got the uh, registration and class list coming on uh, December 1st. So that's exciting. But if you want to check out the World Mini event details, we have a, uh, what is it called? A drop-down menu. I don't know. A menu portion of verbmoto.com dedicated to World Mini event details. So check it out. Get signed up on uh, December 1st and just come on out. There's a Starbucks and a golf course nearby. Um, Are you a Starbucks fan? Oh, dude, I had Starbucks this morning. I, I can't get into it. I thought you were a Dunkin' dude. Um, it depends. Um, but for the most part, I'm Starbucks because you can't order online at the airport with Dunkin'. So, like, I don't get points for it. So, like, you know, I try and get as many points as I can from Starbucks. That way, like, you know, when I'm traveling, I can get some free copies here and there. What should I order from Starbucks? Because I can't stand it. Anything I get. Do you drink coffee? Yeah, every morning. What's your favorite coffee? Like, just milk or... Yeah, just put some cream and some, like, caramel in there. We're good. Well, just order that then. I did, and it was horrible. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm completely out. And it's like $12 per coffee, so I'm... I'm... It's like six bucks. No. Well, then you got to get a cake pop for the kiddos. It's just a whole mess, okay? I understand. Yeah. I understand. Anyway. Yeah, everyone. Anyway. I, I just need to figure out what to order, and then we'll be fine. But I, it's just the taste. It tastes so old. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Okay. My coffees are good. Well, not always, but, you know, for the most part. Okay. April 4th through 7th, 2024, World Mini. you got to be there. Um, you're, you won't be there, but you should. I should be, you know, if I was, if I was an amateur, I'd be there. <laughs> you have to. Racer's race. It's a must race. If you're an amateur. Racer's race. Go race. Go race. Um, have you, uh, read uh, my team previews yet on verb? I have not. Do you have all the time in the world and you're still not reading the team previews? I just see them. I just see them when they show up on Instagram, man. But just don't don't ever take time to go read, huh? Nope. Whatever. They're amazing. They really are. I dive into it. I say who's in and who's out. I give a grade for each team. I give writer projections. I can really be honest and just paint a picture of what to expect from all the teams. It's amazing. I mean, for the most part, like like I like I hear of who's on each team, you know, like throughout the year before they're announced. So like you know, like this is this is information I've already I've already heard. But this is a deep dive. We know who's on it, but like, what do we expect? Like, what do we expect from from you this year? You're coming back from an injury. You know, I can really just nail it, dude. Have you have you written up a team preview about me yet? No, I was just looking up see when my uh... see. I have a whole list. The list is on every single team preview. So yours. Uh, my internet's being slow right now, but you're just coming up pretty shortly. Like last week, I did Red Bull KTM. The week before that, I did Monster Energy Kawasaki, and the week before uh-huh. that, I did uh, Trolley Gas Gas. So, I mean, I feel like I feel like those three teams though are kind of like you know most people know what what's going on. Oh my but god, like, you're not getting when, it. Once you get to like Rock River, you know a lot of people might not might not know. So like. You know, including myself. So, like, I'm if, if when I see that show up, I'll be curious. You're not really, I'll, you're I'll, not really pushing my column right now. <sighs> I mean, dude, everyone knows Chase Sexton is going to be the man. Like, him and Jed are going to battle for wins in the title. Okay, but what about Tom Vial and Julian Bomer? Yeah, got you there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't pay attention to 250 class anymore, man. He's speechless. I can't. Uh, but I guess if you go to your column on Vermoto, might be able to keep up better. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what you're yeah. going to do. You're going to have to go back and read them because I, I just lay it out on the line, give it everything I got. And your team's coming up on Thanksgiving week, 1124. Okay. So. I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning in, see what you write about me and my teammates. Yeah, I've never yeah. wrote about you before, so it should be pretty no. cool. 
it'll be new, refreshing. You know, get a new point of view. Yeah, something new. But that's that. I just wanted to see if you read them and uh, just push it a little bit. That's uh, you need to read them. Just go back and read it. And okay. I'm about to lose it, man. Like I spend so much time on these things. I'll read them. Don't worry. Just got to threaten you a little bit and then you'll read it. Yeah, that'll probably do it. (laughs) All right. Well, here's another thing that we do on verbmoto.com is the guts racing power rankings. I know you like those. I do. I look for them every week. Um, You know, it's, it's normally between you and Slaw. You know, sometimes Slaw, Slaw's got some good rankings, but, you know, for the most part, you, you take the cake there. Oh, thanks. Are you still at war with Slaw? Um, I don't know. You don't know? You don't, I don't know. You have beef still? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we're, I think me and Slaw are, are good right now, but, you know, it's, it's always, it's always brewing, you know, like at any moment, Slaw could just, you know, start the war again. It's on site on site yeah he made a couple mistakes this week i'm pretty upset but we'll be get through it um i mean what else do you expect from slaw really i can't i I just put him to do stuff and i expect him to to be at the top of his game and sometimes he's not most of the time he's not i mean you can't even be surprised at this point it's slaw i do it to myself really you do yeah anyway uh last week's power rankings let me do the read here actually for 33 years, Guts Racing has prided themselves on being the innovators in seat technology. If you're looking for a comfortable and stylish place to park your rent on your dirt bike, then look no further. Guts carries an extensive product line of seat covers and foam no matter what you ride. Use the promo code VERB20 at checkout to save on your order. Boom. VERB20. Save. That's the, uh, that's the code. See, now that, now that is something I can push, you know. I've ridden with Guts seat covers for you know, quite a few years now, and, you know, they're good. How com- how comfortable are they? Ah, uh, dude. Not that I'd rather sit on, really. <laughs> right. And, you, you know, you can customize each seat. You know, there's 17 colors to choose from. I mean, you can customize the sides, customize the top, each rib. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. There you go. Official seat of Grant Harlan. That's it. That's all you need. Just buy every seat and then verb 20 and then you, you, you buy everything that they have in stock and that's it. I mean, if you're a tall guy too, I mean, they, they have tall options, you know? Oh, like Benny. Like Benny. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know that because I'm not tall. So I didn't know. Yeah. I should have known. I wouldn't know, know that much about it either. Cause I'm also not tall, but you know, having teammates like him, you know, you learn, you learn some things. Well, we love Guts Racing over here at Verb, and they've uh, been strong supporters of the Power Rankings. And last week, uh, last week we had the best, our favorite, Slaw and I's favorite, Supercross, or, yeah, Supercross races. See, I don't even remember what it is. Today we're doing motocross races, but last week we did Supercross. And it sparked quite a debate on Instagram. Did you see it? I have not. Send it to me. Dude, we had RC, we had Denny Stevenson, we had Zacho on there, we had Emig. And then, of course, Cade, but, you know, <laughs> Cade on that list. Come on, man. But Cade counts, too. We love Cade. But they were they were all in there telling us that uh, we were wrong. So we, that's what we wanted. Oh. Yeah, send that to me so I can, I can read it. I will. Cade's probably not going to like that comment that I said. It's all right. He needs to hear it. I just named, like, four all-timers, too, like. I didn't mean it, Kate. I'm sorry. Because we just squashed beef, too, and I got to start beef now. This is crazy. Yeah, I'll back it, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he said my list was shot, um, so I'm kind of upset. Do you have an all-time favorite Supercross race? Bro, you told me outdoors. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, we're looking back at last week's because it was a huge debate, and everyone's telling us we sucked, and... Here I am thinking about outdoor races that were all time. Now I'm getting asked about Supercross. Okay. On the spot. I don't even know. Like 06, you know, Las Vegas or something. I don't know. Something that popped in your head. 06 Las Vegas. Yeah, it was like RC, Stu, and Reed. Oh, I don't remember it, to be honest. Must not have been all time. You were five. Yeah. Not that good. Bad race. (laughs) All right, fine. So you don't have a favorite Supercross race. 
Not really. I mean, actually, the uh, the 2017 Vegas was good. There you go. Yeah. I think that's the one Zach said that we should have had on there, um, of course, right? I, it should have been on there, now that I'm thinking about it. But this list is not necessary. People don't understand, this is not the best races of all time. It's just our favorite. Like, I know 1989 I, Miami I wasn't. It, I don't know how it didn't make the list, though. I mean, it's one of the greatest races I've ever watched. It was very good. I liked 1989 Miami better. I just, I just don't know how you can can go back and think 1989 and think, yeah, like I remember that. That was a good race. Like Be- beach sand race. Where? Miami. I, I've never seen it. They Not trucked. Cool. In, they trucked in white sand from the beach and put it in Jack Murphy Stadium. Why don't more people talk about it then? If it was a good race. Well, I was talking about it. Yeah, well, one guy in the last 30 years (laughs) doesn't give me a lot of hope for it being a good race. I watched that race 87,000 times. Oh. Bradshaw crashed about, they showed two times, but apparently it was more, and he still came back and won the 125 main that night. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I'm here to talk about. Um, okay, we'll do MX races then. Uh, this week, I have my number one pick for all-time favorite is Bud's Creek 03, when Stu unleashed the uh, the, the actual, like, I know he scrubbed before then, but that was, like, the scrub that shook the world. Yeah, didn't he come from last to first? Yeah, second moto. Yeah, crash in the start. He did. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was impressive. That's my number one. What about your, your number one? Um, you know, if I, if I had more, more info to go on, maybe this, this changes, but, um, I actually saw it show up on, on my feed, you know, this weekend or last week or sometime. Um, I think it was 2011 Southwick, you know, Dungy coming from basically a lap down to, to seventh to, uh, to try and salvage, salvage some points in the title. That was a good one. I didn't, that didn't make my list, but that is an awesome one. I kind of forgot about. I mean, just just all the emotion, you know. It's all about the emotion. Yeah, that was a crazy race. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, dude, eleven, twenty eleven. That seems like just yesterday, but it was so long ago. So long ago, dude. All right, that's good race. Um, my second pick is uh, Red Bud two thousand seven. Do you know? Uh, you know that one? Is I do. Uh, Stephen RC battled. Stu almost got him in the second moto, fell. It's like two or three to go. RC got it. I was there. Were you there? I was running up and down the hills, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like 16. Yeah, I bet that was, that was a cool one. You know, two all-timers just battling it out for 60 minutes, 100%. In that corner where Stu fell, I was right there, dude, and I was like, oh, no, because I was a huge Stu fan. Yeah, that, that one had to have been tough. You know, especially since, you know, these you put you put your all into a moto and just right at the end, just throw it all away as if it didn't mean anything. You know, it's tough. It's rough. I mean, there's a couple like that in his career that, like that, I don't know, man. It's just Stu and RC. I was like, he's going to finally beat RC like straight up and, and do it. And it was, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. But um, that was a good one. And if you go back on the Great Outdoors videos from 06 and 07, I'm in the podium shot of Red Bud. I'm like right there on the fence. Fun fact. Are you? Yes. On the 07 one? I think it's 06 and 07, if I believe. Or, oh, wow. Yeah. Made both of them. Yeah, I was in there, dude. I'll have to go back and look at that, too. Stu was there and I was there. All right. Basically, same guy. Basically the same guy. I'm Stu now? Yeah, basically. Oh my god. I'll take that. Do you have a second favorite race? Um, you know, like I said, there there's not a whole lot of um races I can think of in the in the memory bank to uh to pull off of, but um one in recent memory being twenty twenty two Millville. Um Sexton and uh 
Eli just going all out, going after it. Eli, Eli, and what was it? Nakamoto were kind of came from the back to the pass chase, and dude just hammering the whoops, just hammering. There was it's impressive. There was a lot of good races uh, last summer with them. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to pick from for uh, from all of them, but you know that that's the one that that sticks with me the most. Um, you always see the videos that people post, you know, every month or so of of Tomac going through the rollers, wide open. That was one you you actually you didn't go to Millville last year, did you? Oh, I did. It was pretty pretty rough, pretty rough. Okay, it was a bad day for you, but you were there. Oh yeah. Okay, I, I thought maybe you didn't go, but you did. Okay. I might as well not have. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right, let's do number three for me. It's uh, and this was this is probably going to send people in uproar, but I don't care because it's my favorite race. It's Kenworthy's '97. I was there. It's the uh, Jeff Emig all black shift gear when he came out and just sat in the sun. Everyone else is in the shade, and it was a million degrees that day. I'll never forget it. I was in a wagon. My dad was pulling me around in it. I was six. Uh, and Fro went out and went 1-1. I was a huge Jeff Emig fan, and it was an awesome day. So that stands out to me. Never seen it. I figured you should probably go back and watch it because Fro's a legend, you know? What was it, 97? Yeah, 97 Kenworthy's. Kenworthy's. Never even heard of that place. Okay, hold on. Troy, Ohio, Kenworthy's. Never heard of it. I used to go there all the time as a kid. Um, I don't know if you know this, but um, I don't live in Ohio. Okay, I've only but been there once. I don't even know if I've been there. It was a track located on the edge of whatever kind of river that is in Troy, Ohio. I don't remember. Everyone's going to be mad at that, but... Dude, best dirt ever, and it was made. It was pretty much a supercross track. It was all flat. Oh wow! You need to go watch that. I mean, is there another name for it that I'm not like, you know, putting two and two together for? No, it's literally Kenworthy's, and then it's in Troy, Ohio. So people called it Troy, and some people called it Kenworthy's. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing there. That's sad. Is it? I can't believe that's where I'm at now. You just made me feel super old. I mean, you were there, and I wasn't born yet. So. The last national they had was 04. I was still barely born by then. Your dad didn't talk about it? Nope. <laughs> I don't think he was like into like the, the pro nationals and everything like that until like I started like racing. That's wild to me. I had a, I have dreams of the place still. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was on a farm. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go back and look up some some old racing, dude, because the 90s were all time. I'm just going to I'm just, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut there. Yeah. Um, your famous line is, anything that happened before two th- year 2001 doesn't matter? Yep. Okay. What's your third favorite race? Um, besides those two, I don't really have, I don't really have much. Um, I will say 2022 Paula for myself is pretty cool. You know, on a broad bike, rough summer, just went out there, 12-11 for, uh, for 11th overall, like 110 degrees, had to cut the motos down, absolutely brutal. But we, we went out there and we, we did, we did the thing. You know, it's, maybe maybe the most impressive race on the list so far, really. A lot of, well, the other Paula race this summer, too, moved the needle. But you're right, like, that kind of started it all for you for, you know, kickstarting it for, for this year, really. It really did. Like, uh, this year, like, coming off that, and then you did a World Supercross, did well with those. Stayed at Club all, all winter. Yeah. Yeah, just impressive. <laughs> just super impressive. Hey, some of us uh, saw this coming about two, three years ago. So some of us weren't surprised of any of this. Um, maybe only one guy that wasn't surprised. 
to be honest. Yeah, I don't know his name, but he's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. I don't know his name either, though. Yeah. But, you know, he knew. He knew. He, he knew. But, he did. All right, that's kind of it. I, I wanted to go over that, and then I'm glad you picked one from, from your racing career, too, because it was like a million degrees that day. And it was. You, it was hot. You slept in a truck the day before, right? Um, two nights before. <laughs> Just showed up to Cali with nothing. Nothing but gear. That's awesome. What are what what are the other two races you have on your list so I can um hate it more? I can't. You have to wait till I have to that's just a teaser. Okay. 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 Yeah. I have to uh tease it on the pod and then can't release it all till Friday. Okay, we get the rest Friday. Absolutely. All right. And I hope everybody just is so mad again. I'm sure they will be. Carmichael's in there like, come on, man. This race that I was in and that race that I was in. And then, like, Emig was like, Anaheim 86. Like, where's that at? And then I think Denny was just excited that he was in, like, three of the races that were on my list. So... Anaheim 86. Yeah, don't remember that. It was a good race between uh, Bailey and Johnson. You know, Rick Johnson. Are you familiar with Rick Johnson? I I am, yeah. Okay, and David Bailey? Oh, yeah. Okay, I just didn't know. I wanted to check. Uh, it was It was a great battle. I will give him that. It just wasn't one of my favorite races. I mean, I don't even know who it is, so can't be mine. If I was having a all-time favorite race, um, you know, power rankings, which we might do, that would be on the list. Like, all-time best race. I mean, at that point, you'd have to go through all the races, though. Like, there's there's been so many over the last, you know, however many years. Yeah, and then that, it's just a whole thing. The whole but, thing. But that's, it's our favorite races, not necessarily the best races if that makes sense like you said like you 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 were there in 97 i was there you know, that make like that's something that that you remember like i don't know if you were there in 87 but you know nope, wasn't born yet exactly like so who cares also how could it be your favorite race if you weren't there um it, it does weigh in like i said like two out of the three were i was there you know so that helps but Kenworthy's 96 the year before, my dad threw me over the fence after the race and I like Fro was sitting there like doing his cool down and I went up there and like said like, hey man, good job. Like that, that my dad just put me over the fence and then I just patted Jeff on the back and then like ran back. So you like those are things that just stick with you, you know? Can you imagine you're cooling down after a race and up comes like a five-year-old kid? Um... Not normally on the podium, so no, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I'm just saying, if you were, yeah, I mean, it'd be something. I don't even know how I would react. I would have got tackled by like security these days. I mean, yeah, these days for sure. You get you get a five year old like tased. Imagine you at five years old, like dad puts you out of the fence, and some security <laughs> dude just rushes you. <laughs> just, just tackles me so hard just annihilates me like prime ray rices you yeah just didn't see it coming and it's just violent yeah that's awesome that's what would happen if i went up and like hit it said hey jet like good race man boom dude jet would be stoked jet would but the security guard wouldn't be and i wouldn't be because i'd be knocked unconscious but would it be worth it i think so oh yeah definitely Absolutely. Without a doubt. All right. Well, appreciate this, man. I got Dean Wilson as my guest on the show as well. So okay. do you have any, do you have any Dean stories? You grew up right. Like watching him race. Um, I don't have any Dean stories. No, no. A little, like a little bit before my time, you know, the, to actually like, you know, race him. So like, you know, the, the most I've ever like, you know, seen him around is this year, but, you know, I don't, I don't have any stories. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird. Like, you grew up and he was 
you're going through amateur ranks and he's winning titles on pro circuit. Um, is it weird watching these guys that are still around like Tomac, um, Wilson and just like that, that generation, like Anderson, is it weird lining up next to him now? Um, it was a little bit like, you know, first couple races, but you know, you get used to it a little bit. That's it. You're not a two star struck or anything. No, not really. You can't be. No. I mean, you, you give respect to where respect is due, but other than that, you know, it's just, just another guy on the track. No, that's a good point. But, like, me, like, growing up, I'd be like, I'm on the gate with them, and I'm now beating some of them like you did this year. It'd be kind of weird for me to, like, look look at. No. No. Don't sweat it, do you? Nope. It's a good way to do it. All right. Well, I got Dino coming up, and uh, we talk about Verb. We talk about um, some of the stuff that, like, Stu jumping over his head at Daytona that one year. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Okay. Off the wall. That's right. I don't even think, don't even think it was faster. He just hated to hit it. Yeah, that's what he was – well, we'll let him talk about it. But um, we also talk Wes stories because he and Wes um, collaborated a lot back in the day. And uh, just talk about his year and winning again in Australia, so – that's coming is up. He, is he coming in studio after me? Like in studio? In studio? In studio yeah. on the phone? Yeah. No, 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 no. In studio. Yeah. We're not We're not on the phone. You know, we're sitting right next to each other, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. What's up, man? Like, thanks for coming yeah. in the studio. Exactly. Yeah, we should probably, um, re- like, video record this now because, like, we're in studio. That's what I was thinking. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe next year we'll have, you know, like, our faces. Yeah, production levels will go up. Good idea. Is you're the idea man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dino's coming in studio next. Uh, you got to get out of here, Grant. Like that's great, man. But you're in Dino's seat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, got to get back to work. You know, we got a lot going on. We're busy. Lots to do. So. Yeah. I like this. I think I'm gonna do a co-host now on because I don't like talking to myself. I mean, a co-host is just fun. It's yeah. hard to find find guys. You know. Sorry. Maybe you just come on during the off season and and do this. This will be your spot. All right, you can do that. Okay, that works. Well, thanks for your time, and uh, yeah, let's do this next week. All right, I'm going to be ready. So I'm on the phone with uh, an OG of the Verb Moto brand. He's a friend of Verb. It's Dino, Dean Wilson. What's up, man? Oh, not too much. Just uh, going to the gym. How are we doing? Well, we're doing all right. I think I could go to the gym myself. We talked about this, but... yeah. That ain't gonna hurt me. It's not gonna hurt. Yeah. So funny story. I left my notepad notepad in the car, so I'm a little out of breath right now. I just the things I do for Dino, I run so far to get the notes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it was just getting the notepad and nothing else. So that's all right. <laughs> right. I promise. That's is all it was. Just getting the notepad. <laughs> um, so I, I want to get to your to your win in Australia. Actually, let's just do that because. That's the easiest place to start. So, you got a W, man. Yeah, got a W. Felt good. Haven't won in a long time, so we'll take it. I know it's not AMA, but hey, a win's a win, so we'll take it. Um, I wanted to kind of do it outdoors for the first time in, I don't know, 14 years, 13 years. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. We're, we're doing the U.S. Supercross, World Supercross, and Australia Supercross. So, yeah, we did the first round of the Aussie Supercross. It was super fun. It was a uh, very small uh, arena cross track the first round. So, I was a little bit nervous. You know, like on a small track, anything can happen. So, um, still managed to get the win, though, which was good. And, picked the, you know, uh, got the points lead. And, uh, yeah, hey, I've worked hard my whole life. And uh, in the 450 class, it's hard to, uh, you know, I- I'm battling for top tens all the time. So to get uh, the win, yeah, that cut out the end there a little bit. But yeah, I, it had to be a really good feeling to finally get, not finally get, but like, just to, when it when you win, it feels amazing. And you know, the way how hard you work all the time, and then just to finally see it, like, hey, I, I can still win no matter what continent or what part of the world I'm, I'm on, like I can still get it done. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's just even good for me to, like, run up front, like, and lead laps. Like, that don't happen very often for me, you know, this day and age. So, it's good for my confidence to, like, get, I, you know, I, when I was leading Australia every lap, I started getting more and more, like, comfortable up there. Because when you haven't led in a long time, then all of a sudden you're in the lead in America, you kind of freeze up because mm-hmm. you haven't been in that position so long. So, I think it's good for me to race this series and get comfortable with being up front and leading laps and just, like, build that confidence back up a little bit as well, you know? So it's fun. It's a fun series, and I'm enjoying it. It's good vibes, too, down there. Isn't the weather awesome this time of year? Weather's awesome. Super good people. Um, so, yeah, I love it there. It's super nice breakfast, nice coffee. Um, I get to bring the family and chill in Australia. So, yeah, we make the most of it. You know, we definitely do make the most of it, and uh, that's what makes it so fun. This is going to make your career longer too, doing all this. Because if you, you get like like the Brayton experience, everybody was talking about for years. Yep. No, for sure. That's kind of the path I'm on now. So yeah, um, it's all about longevity and keeping my body good. And um, you know, I'm not doing outdoors no more, which helps a lot. I, my body feels so much better than last year. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I've got a real dodgy knee, and uh, been through a lot of surgeries and trauma and uh so i just try to keep my feet on the pegs and be smart and so uh yeah definitely the schedule i'm on can can create uh longevity for sure that's awesome that's really cool because and then we'll get to to this i mean you've you've been in this a while like it's you've had an awesome career won championships a lot of races but before you got there you were an og vermoto guy and you probably knew them when they were called, um, oh gosh, well, how's this, this name has always slipped me, Allegiance, Allegiance of Man. Allegiance, yeah, yeah, they, yeah that, was, uh, that was when I first met, you know, Wes and all the boys was Allegiance, and that would have been 2007, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, so and, that... yeah, and then it went to Verb, so been around for a minute now, definitely hitting the OG status, you know, which is cool, I like, I like where I'm at, like it's. It's cool to be, you know, a little bit the older guy and, and uh, you know, hit that OG status for sure. Yeah, exactly. So what was your first memory of Wes? Do you remember? Oh, well, one that sticks out is he came and lived with us or stayed with us for quite a while when I first actually moved to America. I, uh, and he, yeah, he came and stayed with us and filmed me a bit and... Uh, my mom would feed him. We gave him a place to stay. And, uh, yeah, it was just like, it was fun. It was super fun. And, uh, that was, I don't even remember what year that was, but that was one of like 07. Like, that was the very beginning. So it was pretty cool to, uh, that was kind of my first media outlet, like, you know, in America that, that kind of like gave me a lot of coverage. So it was really cool to me. And, uh, they've always just been cool people. And, and uh, it really elevated the amateur motocross as well, you know. They, they uh, did obviously created awesome content and came up with cool ideas. And we did a lot of cool stuff. We also did a cool uh, helicopter shoot when I was Extreme Team Green. I want to say that was 2008 or 2007 as well. And that was in Texas. And so there was a lot of cool stuff we did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that video was called The Ultimate November. That was it. Yeah, yep. you know, you know. So, I don't know. We had lots of memories with those guys, and obviously they were at every race. And then, and then, uh, yeah, they went away for a little bit, and then he came back. So it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, he's back. It's so we're all back. Like I came around in, at the end of '09, so I kind of miss the height of Dino. So, but I definitely yep, watched yep. it all. But um, you know, just as an amateur coming up. Even as a pro, like we, we did a ton of videos with you. Do you do you have a certain favorite? We did a platinum. I mean, even yep. like David Bulmer came and stayed with you for a little bit. Do you have a yeah, favorite? He did. Yeah. Um. The platinum was pretty cool. Um. Fuck. I don't know. There was a lot of them, but I think the uh, the helicopter one was probably the coolest because that was my first ever like helicopter shoot. So yeah. I think uh, that one sticks in my head because I just thought those those. Uh, it was at Bobby Hewitt's house in Texas, and I thought those, uh, like, those clips were so cool because I've never seen, I'd never seen it before with me writing, you know. So mm-hmm. it was uh, that one always really like was pretty special to me for sure. That's awesome. 
the the earthquake one with Ryan Walters was also an awesome one. Oh yeah, see, I forgot about that one. That one's definitely up there, and that that one's up there too. That a lot of people love that one too. So um, yeah, it, yeah, there's we have quite a few. Yeah, um, do you when you came up through the ranks? It seemed like a kind of not easy. Obviously, nothing's easy, but it seemed like the progression was really quickly for you. And then like you got to 08 and 09 and you just kind of took over. Um, you, you, you signed with the extreme team green at the end of 07, right? Like you said. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. So like my amateur career, I wasn't really like the big, the big winning guy. I was when I lived in Canada, but like not, um, in America. Then like, Ole, I started racking off quite a lot of entry, uh, B-class wins. And then 09 was like the big maker or break it year. And uh, I, I dominated pretty good that year because I really wanted to write for Mitch. And, and that, that was it. Made it happen. So, yeah, that was uh, 09 was the important year. And I just did everything to be ready to, to make that happen, you know? Right. And Extreme Team Green was a huge stepping stone for that. It was kind of a game changer of a program as an amateur. How good were those bikes? Yeah, they were really good. I mean, compared to what I rode, you know, like like I said, I I never really had the special stuff through eighty fives and and uh, schoolboy and B class. I just really had mediocre stuff. And then um, I got on Team Green, which was awesome. But then the last two years, the B class and the A class, which would have been two thousand eight and two thousand nine, mm-hmm. I got. Uh, extreme Team Green, which was the next level up, and Ed Torrance and Bobby Hewitt really, really looked after me there. And man, those guys were like family. Like I still talk to them to this day and have a really good relationship with them. So um, at the bikes, Mitch just gave us a little bit more love, and uh, that that was definitely you know a big a big help to to get to that next level to get you know catch Mitch's attention to try and get that right. You know. Mm-hmm. So before the Team Green support, you didn't really have an OEM backing you because you rode Hondas and Yamahas in, in the yep. States. Yeah, I had support from, like, shops in Canada. Uh-huh. And, um, and uh, you know, I had, had good support there. But in America, I never really had much till Dave Gowlin stepped up and he helped me get a Team Green ride. And that was, like, the beginning of everything. So Dave Gowlin was definitely the one that I would say put me on the right path to kind of where I am. And so at the end of the, the 09 season, when, like you said, you were dominant and you wanted to get Mitch's uh, attention to get that ride, um, it seemed like it, it took a bit to get it all dialed in and finished. Did you have any other offers on the table or was it straight, like, I'm going to Mitch no matter what? I had other offers on the table. Um, kind of funny, I got an offer from Troy Lee. <laughs> oh, nice. And- the salary was thirteen grand. No way. <laughs> Which was pretty gnarly. I was like, holy crap, like how do you survive on that? Right. And then um then what else? Uh Star were really interested, but like Star wasn't what they were, you know. Like Pro Circuit was the team then. For sure. And that's just why I just waited and waited and waited. And it almost was November before I got the right. So I, I waited out for so long mm-hmm. um and I finally got it. It wasn't like complete opposite of how it is now how kids are signed you know two or three years before they even turn pro right i had to really earn it and earn my way there you know um so it was a little bit different for me yeah and at the time there was all the team green guys coming up and there was just a funnel of like you had to ride for pro circuit and there was a couple others on the table i'm sure that that wanted that ride but you you ultimately got it so that was i remember that being a big deal at the time yeah, no, it was, it was, because it wasn't easy, like, there there was, uh, there, there was, you know, a bunch of people trying to get on Mitchie's, and it was, it was between, like, three or four guys, and, uh, and, yeah, I was just lucky enough to get it, you know, I, I, I wasn't lucky, though, I had to earn it for sure, but it was, like, me, Ryan Marais, or Ryan Morris, uh, Baggett, mm-hmm. and I think there was someone else. What was it like that first year coming in as a rookie and just, I think Hanny was on the team, right? I can't, Weimer. Um, I'm trying to. Weimer, Hanny, Ratchery, Hanny. and. Uh, Stroop. Me. Huh? No, Stroop was gone at that point. Yeah, yeah. Hanny, Weimer, Ratchery, me. Yeah, there was four. I could swear there was one more, though. Yeah, I thought there was. Tickle. No, because no. Brad was 2011. Yeah, I'm just getting those years jogged up. Oh, 
Weimar. Wait, oh, Purcell. Purcell, there it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a pretty fun team. I learned a lot, you know, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Hanny was super funny, and, um, you know, obviously I had Purcell as a teammate, and uh, it was cool. And your rise, I mean, the next year you won the outdoor title, and, and it just seemed like that year was so easy for you that summer. Obviously it wasn't, but, man, you, you were on it. Yeah, it was it was a good summer. I was I think I was just really fired up going into it because I kind of flunked the Supercross title with Barsha. Um, I really wanted to get that Supercross title, and I uh, and I uh, yeah I, I just I had two really bad rounds and ruined it for myself. So I was really frustrated and uh, came in outdoors and won the first moto of the year, and I, that just really set momentum. Right, and I just yeah, like it, once I got that confidence, it was like that belief system where you when you're on the line, you believe you can win. It's that's something that's hard to get, and when you get that, you can be pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know, get, rack off them wins. Was that the season um, at Paula when you did that ridiculous line? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, dude, you were. The, the amount of comments you might have had must have had at that time was insane because that that line was I, I still remember it and that a video of it actually came up on a reel recently and I was like I forgot about that but yep yep yeah that's how old I'm getting dude you just forget about it you know hey the kids I'm at the stage where the, the 50 kids don't even know me it's just the dads that know me you know because they're my age <laughs> dude yeah you're not even that old though I mean 31 31 yeah yeah 31 so no, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. 32 at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 33, so it's, we're kind of like the same era. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're, you're giving away all these 50s, so of course all the dads want to know you. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. No, that's cool. Um, So, yeah, when you move up, we get, we're get we going to fast forward through a little bit, but moving up to the 450s, trying to find a spot was not easy for you, was it? For the what, 450s? Yeah, like uh, there's a couple years there where it was like you wanted to move up. You had a, a Chad Reed fill-in ride um, it's at one point. Um, no, I was just that. I was fine that year. That was Chad asked me to oh, do yeah. that. That wasn't planned or anything because I was just doing the West Coast and Chad got injured and he was sponsored by Discount Tire. And with his contract, he needed like a certain amount of races. And he only, I think I, he only had four, you know, to get the team paid. So he asked Mitch, like, hey, can you do me a favor and ask Dean if he can race some 450 races on the East Coast? And so I went, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And uh, I was actually in a Vegas nightclub, funny enough, when I got the call that or the text that, like, I was going to race the 450 the next weekend. <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah, it went, like, that. that that's actually went what got me my 450 ride though funny enough because i uh i was repping on that thing and that bike was really really good and uh yeah like daytona i won my heat race and uh i was running second in the main for a long long time and uh i think like last five minutes i went back to sevens because i had a really bad arm pump but like i qualified fastest and then i was just like every round i was really really good and then uh by Vegas Supercross, that was my last 250 race. I signed my factory Red Bull KTM contract mm-hmm. for two years. So, um, yeah, that, 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 it's kind of funny how things work. Like, that wasn't planned, but it happened. And then that's what kind of got Roger and Ian's eye and ended up on KTM. So it's kind of funny how that all worked. That's right. And now I'm showing my age and, like, my research. Like, that was not a good research skill right that I just had right there. But when... I remember you had wanted to move up, but you also didn't you sign a team with uh, with a four fifty team and then it folded at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was um, so that was t- going into twenty thirteen. Like, I just wanted to get on a four fifty because it's like yeah. I was just felt like I was getting too big for the two fifty, and then um, I wanted to stay on a Cowie, and yeah, uh, that was just really unfortunate. Like, I had. I had so many good, amazing offers from Jeff, Joel Gibbs, and then I had a good offer from Factory KTM. Um, I had so many offers, and then, uh, but I wanted to stay on the Cowie. I wanted to stay um, with Mitch. Like 
you know, somewhat still be tied to Mitch. And I was, the team promised me stuff, a lot of things. And uh, I literally, like, it was just too good to be true. And it sucks because I had some people warn me. And, like, I, I brought my mechanic, Paul P., mm-hmm. who um, was one of my really good friends. I brought him, and then he's calling me like, hey, this is looking sketchy. And then, um, dude, in two weeks, the team closed down. And then, like, it actually sucked because it really hindered me and my and um, Paul Parabino's relationship. We didn't talk for, like, maybe over a year. Um, so it was really a shame how that all went, you know, because people mm-hmm. warned us. And then, but, you know, we just got told, like, hey, like, we got a casino coming in, this and that. And mm-hmm. we're going to get factory parts. And then... Uh, yeah, it was really unfortunate how that happened. And I remember being at the track and, and like two weeks in, pretty much like, hey, like the team's folding. I'm like, what? And then every other team that I had offers from filled their spots. But of course, like Mitch being so awesome, he, uh, I was like, all right, Mitch, let's just go back to 215, try and get a Supercross title. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was at Mitch's for another two years and fell short of that title twice. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I was close. Close. You were very close, like so many years. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. No, it, it's it's good. I mean, it and and go looking back into it, um, it's cool to see that KTM was really after you a couple of years there, just trying to get you on the team, and they finally did. Yeah, so. yeah. I was just unfortunate when I was there; it just did not go well at all. Blew my knee out both years. Yeah, and that's all she wrote. So yeah, I'm you know, back from. They take a, lot, a long time, and yeah, so. Then that one year, okay, so the Daytona, you brought it up, the Daytona we got seventh. That was the infamous race where Stu was, like, launching that single. And there's a picture of you. Do you remember that picture? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When that's happening, what did you know he was in the air, and what was the thought process for you there? I don't know. I'm not even sure what his thought process was, <laughs> because, like, there was no advantage to that other than blowing your back out. <laughs> And, uh, like, oh, man, that race was so sick. Like, yeah. 2014 was the last year that, like, Stu was, like, pretty incredible. And, like, not to toot my own horn, but, like, I beat him straight up in that heat race. He was behind me from the start, and I thought that was, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the last lap, I guess he was just trying, doing whatever he could. And, yeah, I rolled, and, you know, it was a wall. So, like, there, there wasn't like you could jump the wall, and he just launched it and flatlanded it. But um, I didn't know he did that till after I watched it, you know. Oh, so you had no idea he would, he had even done that behind you? No, I heard the crowd, though. But, yeah. like, there was just no way that would be faster than rolling and, and driving forward, you know. But it looked sick for sure. Yeah, it did. It, there was, like, um, like, no one else in their right mind would even think to do that. Just Stu. Like, dead yeah, Daytona. Yeah, definitely Stu being Stu, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I figured... You might not have known just because of how high in the air it looked and how behind, like he was behind you anyway. So you're focusing on ahead, but I just wanted to get, I was going to make an article on that, but you know, it sounds like, it sounds like pretty uneventful. You just like, didn't even know it happened. Yeah, no, I'm not at all. Not That's at crazy. all. So no, it was pretty cool. That was definitely good times. And like, it's actually funny. Lars Lindstrom was my mechanic that day. And I, like I said, I qualified P1 <laughs> and he says, you know what the funniest thing about that was? He said, your forks in the qualifier that you qualified P1 were completely <laughs> one was like super high and then one was super low. Like they weren't even like even at all. And it was just funny how that all worked out. That is weird. It's just, yeah. Dude, I, honestly, you've had so many good races over the years and, and teams and teammates. Like, okay, first let's, let's go to this. Do you have a favorite race? Um, do I have a favorite race? Yeah, I mean, I have a few for sure. I mean, obviously, for a Supercross win was like a dream come true. That was really cool. And that was, um, that was Pro Circuit's 200th win. So it was like special for both of us. Oh, yeah. And then, I don't know. I don't know. One, one that sticks out to me, too, is like getting on the podium outdoors 2017, 450. Yeah. Um, dude, it just, everything that I had to come back from, I was a privateer at the beginning of the year that I ended up getting two podiums outdoors. And like, that was just something that was like, I was so grateful for. And I was just so, it was just so rewarding, like to, to be there. And like, I, I, I 
climbed out of a hole to get there. Like people don't even know half the struggle that I went through with all my knees and then staph infection and like, all, you know, it was, it was gnarly. So, um, so that one was just, that, that one sticks out. I think it was Melbourne South, like I got second and a third and that was just very, very rewarding. Like, you know, that it was like more of a feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. Perfectly understandable. And then what about a favorite teammate? Can you pick one? Favorite teammate? Yeah. Um, Brock Tickle was pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, who else? Who else? <sighs> the PC crew really cool. Yeah, the whole PC crew was, was honestly yeah. really cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, Husky was really fun. Jason was a lot of fun. We got along really well. We, we rode hard, trained hard, and we also had a good time together, too. You know, we, we like to have a few beers, uh, when it was the right time, so we 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 uh, worked hard and played hard, I guess you could say. And then uh, I don't know, like honestly, all my teammates have been pretty cool. I always you know bashed heads with Baggett, but we we eventually got past that. It was just more of like coming up through amateurs and like just being young and stubborn, you know. But I've had a lot of awesome teammates and teams that I've really enjoyed being part of. Yeah, that's true. You and Baggett kind of had that same um, like like Baggett was probably up for that ride no nine or going into 10 with pro circuit and then you actually yeah. got it so it's probably something with that too i'm assuming yeah no it was just good we raced each other every weekend yeah uh, yeah it was just competitiveness and we just i don't know we just got into on the track all the time and we we're just battling for a factory ride and it was just that competitiveness you know and yeah. then once you get older, you 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 know you're a bit more chilled out, but you're just young and feisty. I loved it. Like I, I I used to love that. Like that little bit of beef. You know, I kept it, kept that, um, just that drive in you and that hunger. But you got to have something, yeah, motivating you to get past all these dudes. Because yeah. that 250 class was like obviously through the years it's been so competitive but right when you turned pro is when like a whole new era of that 250 class happened and just everybody was on the same level and it's it's just you know i'm not telling you anything you don't know but just putting it in perspective for the listeners you know yeah no it's dude it's it's so gnarly like this sport is gnarly in general like i have so as you get older and you like go through all the injuries and all just go through a long, a lot of years racing. You just you have a lot of respect for all the riders, like because mm-hmm. anyone to make it, even top twenty in the sport, like they're all working their absolute butts off, and it's not easy. You know, it's 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 a lot of work and a lot of risk to be up there. So you have that, even if you don't really like someone, like you still have that sense of respect for them because you know what it takes to get there. So uh, yeah, you know, I I uh, I have a lot of respect for a lot of these guys and kids, you know, because it's. It's not easy, dude. It's it's a lot of hard work, and it's like a lot of injuries too. And there, there's a lot that goes into it, you know. There, there definitely is, and you've been through a lot, and you've seen a lot. And I, I, before I do go, I do want to say that you need to bring Grandpa Earl back for sure. I wanted to make sure you saw this comment because that was that's amazing, and you get so much engagement from it. Like, just do another episode. I I know I know we might we might it's. It's just, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be hard to top the first one. The first one's, like, all time. And, you know, second ones usually aren't as good as the first one. But we'll see. We'll, we'll think about it, <laughs> maybe try and get some ideas, and maybe we'll just surprise surprise the fans with it. Yeah, your, your fans are incredible. You know that. And your following that you have, everybody loves Dean Wilson. So it's, like, it's interesting to watch your Instagram and see what you come up with next because we're, we're just waiting for, for more, you know, it's, it's always, a, always fun to see what you come up with. Oh uh, yeah. That's what, that's, uh, that's why, uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you know, if you, I'm not exactly winning races, you know, so, um, you gotta, you gotta kind of provide something else for the sponsor. So I, I try my best at that stuff, you know? Yeah. No, you do well, but, uh, oh, thank you. but thanks for the, uh, trip down memory lane. We'll have to do another uh, down the line here of pod to catching up, but I just want to get yeah. uh, get you on the pod. We have a podcast network now. It's you know we're, we're moving up in the world. Love it, love it. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening.
Um, I really enjoyed the co-host position by Hard Dog this week. We might bring that back. You let me know what you think. TroyAtVermoto.com. Reach out to me. Or uh, on Twitter and Instagram. At TroyDogVerb. Let me know what you thought of the co-host spot. Who we should bring on next. Or if we should just keep Hard Dog on as the co-host. Maybe we'll just do that. But let me know. Big thank yous to Duke Dog, Bub Dog, Ginger Dog, Chili Dog, Bird Dog, Slaw Dog, Boots Dog, CMXR Dog, the whole crew. Shout out to the squad. Uh, thanks to you guys for, for listening, of course. Thanks to Dean Wilson for being my guest. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.